Hey dope friends, it's your girl Kim. And your girl CJ. And we are back for another episode of Too Dope to Be Broke. <laughs> Listen, today we have a special, special guest with us. And I'm just saying ahead of time, like, this episode is about to be bomb. Okay? <laughs> but before we jump into all that, let's recap last week's episode. Let's. I mean, that episode is called, well, that didn't happen right. Or someone almost lost. <laughs> Listen, I got pregnancy brain. It's real in these streets. I barely remember what happened five minutes ago, <laughs> much less last week. But we talked about 2020 as a whole. Mm-hmm. We talked about some things that fell through for us that right. we were hoping went through. And then we also talked about some successes that we had, you know, closing out this year in October. So right. it was really cool. And we also asked for you guys to share um, some things that you may have, you know, failed this year or some things that you saw work out this year. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to read um, all the comments, but we just wanted to make sure that you guys knew, like, 2020 wasn't canceled. So at the end of the day, the main focus for that episode was like, hey, you still got time. It's, you know, it's almost the end of October, oh but you God, still have, I is. know, next week is it's done. Uh, well, you know. Amen. Then we move on to the more important month, November. <laughs> My birthday. Thanksgiving. I was like, Thanksgiving? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know how I feel about Thanksgiving. I'm just here for the food, not the uh, holiday. The food. You know what? Random tangent. You know how I am. <laughs> here we go. Do you know that they schedule my C-section for the week of Thanksgiving? They don't want you to enjoy turkey. How disrespectful mm-hmm. are these doctors? How dare you interrupt my favorite holiday of the year with these babies? Can you ask them to push it back just one more week? Or like... I don't want to be pregnant another week, so... Or what just... about after Thanksgiving dinner? <sighs> like, okay, I have my turkey. We'll be on it. <laughs> <laughs> what you should not do is eat before you have babies. Because you're going to poop. Ah! trying to leave a little secret jesus just exposed me to the world <sighs> anyway <I'm> sorry <laughs> <laughs> how are you feeling today cj how was your week so far um well today i'm doing good because we're actually recording in our office woo, woo. i'm so I happy mean, about that <laughs> that was a little applause <laughs> so i'm so happy about that um Overall, again, I don't know what's going on, but the week has been flying by. Uh, this week, I feel I like I blinked, it. and it was like, even right. even my daughter was like, oh, today is Wednesday. I'm like, it's definitely not It's not Wednesday. Wednesday. Like, it's the end of the week, baby Exactly. Girl. She was like, oh. <laughs> what's you for know, breakfast? You know when the baby starts to be like, time is moving. Right. Time is moving. Exactly. So I just, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of like messing with me a little bit. Because, you know, when you like all prophetic, you're like, the season is flying by. Like, what's going on? Trying to, you know, be a person who's able to discern seasons and times. I'm over here like, I can't keep up with it. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) So I feel slightly like uh, just a little crazy because I'm like, I just, there are days like I don't know what day it is. Mm -hmm. When I think I know what day it is, it's not that actual day. (laughs) And so I'm just like in the room, like just looking at the ceiling, like what is life? What is going on? But overall, like, this week has been, like, really good. I'm still bummed that I have not been able to skate. Like, I am hot. I am hot butter on toast and right now. And now you got a lot of space, so you have no excuses. Right. And, but the things like, I talk myself out of it every time. Like, I look at my skates, I'm like, oh, I should bring them to the office <laughs> and then be in the parking lot skating. <laughs> Just leave them in the car. Just leave them yeah. in the car so then that way, like, no matter what, you got them. 
Yeah, I'll do that. I'll probably do it. I don't know. All right, Kim, how are you doing, girl? <laughs> I'm doing good. Like as you said, we moved into our office, so this is the first time that we are um, officially recording in it, which is pretty dope. We've been here pretty much every day this week, just like either working on projects or like getting some stuff done. I feel like I'm on an extreme time crunch because you know these babies come whether I'm ready or not, and we got a lot of goals that we want to complete before they come. So. It's just, it's, it's been a busy but great, great week. As mm-hmm. you said, this week is flying, the weeks are flying by. I did not realize what date it was. I thought I had more time to pay my car note, and then I realized it's due today. So <laughs> that's how my that's how my week is going. When you think you got time, you'd be like, ah, nope. I ain't got no time. It's actually going to be late if you wait one more hour. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, that's how my week is going. Got you. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, this week... Um, as we're ending and wrapping it up, it'll get a lot better. So, yes. But, um, listeners, so me and Kim thought it was really important that we also take the time to touch on what's happening in Nigeria. Absolutely. Uh, Right now, there is an active protest against a police unit accused of human rights abuse. Mm -hmm. Uh, This unit is known as Special Anti-Robbery Squad, um, known in short as SARS. And so uh, right now, I just want to give you guys just a little bit of information. So SARS was actually set up back in 1992 uh, to tackle a growing problem of people stealing from one another. While SARS seemed to have been doing their job, their tactics have become more violent and extreme. There have been accounts from victims while in custody of being tortured um, before they have even been brought to court. Um, I was doing some research. According to Sky News, there was, um, they were able to interview a couple of the victims. There was one victim who had their, um, their teeth broken out from an Jesus. exhaust pipe that was used on them. Um, Another victim had experienced bone fractures and other ill treatment. Um, There's also people who have have died while in their custody. Um, And also, as if you guys have been following everything, um, you know, through social media, on October 20th, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right, but the Lekki Toll Gate, located in Lagos, um, there was a lot of shooting going on mm-hmm. where there were 30 individuals who were injured. Um, there has been one um, who did not make it. And so we want to make sure, you all, that we are not just overlooking the situation, right. but that we're using our various platforms to amplify what is happening in Nigeria. Um, as we have even seen um, for our movement out here in the States with Black Lives Matter, they were out there protesting and supporting us. So us being a part of the African diaspora, we want to make sure that we too are um, utilizing our voices to uh, call forth change, making sure that we're just not ignoring what's happening. So I would just inform you guys that, or encourage you guys to really go and do your research. There are different ways that you can help and assist. Um, There's a petition going around I think it's actually, though, it's coming from, like, the West, like, out here. Don't sign that petition because when if you sign that one, it's more so in favor of the dictators who are out there. So really do your research before right. signing petitions. Um, I'm going to make sure uh, that when this episode comes out, there will be a link um, of a Google Doc that lists all the different organizations um, and petitions that you should be signing so that way we are just lifting up our brothers and sisters in Nigeria. Absolutely. I think it's so important that you shared that with us because we don't want to be, you know, as millennials, we don't want to be ignorant to what's happening. I mean, there's so, our brain is constantly being bombarded with information and social media, but it's important that we are able to really, like, 
weed out what's real and what's not and then when our voices can be heard and when we can make a change for the things that we need to mm -hmm. I think it's really important that we do like just that so you guys if you need more information you can use the um, hashtag in stars and be able to pull up all the stuff that's happening um, right now as we speak um, on that subject and just be informed like CJ said it's important that we are not ignorant to the things that are happening um, in our world absolutely yes so you all today's topic today's topic <laughs> dun, dun, dun. we are going to be talking about the abstinent millennial listen which cj is going to spearhead because i ain't know nothing about that <laughs> and we have as kim mentioned earlier in the show we have a special guest this individual is in my personal book amazing he is pretty dope he is um he has uh you know what i'm gonna let him tell 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 us what he does so without any further ado we want to introduce rashad rashad e5 Schaefer. Yes. <laughs> yo 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 oh, is this okay. mic on okay <laughs> I changed my mind. He's not amazing anymore. Wow. What? Okay, you know what? Six feet. That's all I got to say. Social distance. So, Rashad, can you please tell our listeners who you are and what is it that mm -hmm. you do? Well, uh, I am a proud African-American individual raised in San Diego, California, currently residing in San Bernardino, California. Um, man. What don't I do? I know. That's always such a loaded question. Mm -hmm. When people ask me that, I'd be like, read my bio. <laughs> right. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram. You Google right. me. Right. Facts. You, have you Googled yourself? Yes. Smart. <laughs> I Googled myself. Somebody and, actually created and a Eminem, fake Twitter. Eminem's ex-wife shows up <laughs> when I Google myself. <laughs> yeah, you got work what to do. What is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> you got work to do if that happens. Um, but I... Wait, hold on real quick. You said somebody created a fake Twitter account? Yeah. All right. um, you made it. You you pop. You really popping in the right. streets. Right. I was looking. I was like, wait, why is that my uh, what is it like the the, the picture? And a picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the picture. I was like, I don't even have that picture anymore. <laughs> they was like, let me go ahead and say that. Right. Copy and paste. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I'm an author. I have a book out right now. Um, Command your day. Uh, it's a 30-day devotional. Um, I have merch out. I uh, just dropped some sweaters. Um, I have some T-shirts out. Um, I do motivational uh, videos. Um, I do, I'm switching it over to a YouTube channel uh, platform um, called All Bonnets Aside. Um, that's interesting even how that happened. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I do wear bonnets. For those of you who don't know, it's not a shower cap. It's a real it's bonnet. It's a bonnet. He has, like, a Louis Vuitton bonnet. Yes. Yeah, I have an MCM bonnet. I have a Marvel bonnet. Uh, yeah, I'm just out here collecting bonnets. So <laughs> I think I found my niche, my little hobby, collecting bonnets. So... Um, but yeah, so I, I do, my biggest thing is motivational speaking, mm -hmm. um, and it's not so much what people think where you're standing on a stage and you're telling people what to do. Right. Um, I believe in motivationally speaking in the lane of giving my story and people finding themselves in it and making their own change, mm -hmm. which also comes from the book Commanding Your Day. It's um, 30 days 
uh, 30 practical ways to take back your day. So mm, things, so um, things along the lines of like um, checking your habits. What are you doing during the day before you wake up? Are you going straight to your phone? I'm guilty. guilty. Uh, you know, I, I wake up, I roll over, hit snooze on my alarm, check Instagram, yep. check Facebook, check my notifications, you know, delete e- emails or whatever. I didn't brush my teeth yet. I didn't Facts. pray. I didn't do, you know, what am I doing for the day? Like, I didn't do any of that. So that's a huge um, thing that people in 2020 are have a bad habit of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that, um, checking your circle, like, on a constant basis. Are my friends or people who I consider my friends, are they mm-hmm. still doing what they said they're going to do? Because eventually you know, it becomes who you are. You know, you are the five friends of who you hang out with or spend the most time with. So I think even, you know, I've I've personally had to cut off people I knew for 20 20 years because they were doing the same thing we were in high school doing. Mm -hmm. So um, love them, appreciate them, but, you know, where I'm going, you're just going to have to watch from afar. So that's good. So, yeah, that's kind of my my thing, you know, along with the topic. I think being celibate is a part of who I am. Oh, my God. It's been a journey. Um, <laughs> it's been 11 years in February. Jesus Christ. He I'm is sorry. able. I'm like, I got him beat. <laughs> I'm 32 years in this thing. I mean, a whole, Wait, a whole well, cheerleader. Why? I know that. And when you said I got him beat, I was like, really? That's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> At first, too, I was like, you do? Right. I was, I was like, dang, how many years you got? My whole life. <laughs> but let's like talk about that, Rashad. So can you give us some background information on why you made the decision to become abstinent? Well, it started 11 years ago. Um, <laughs> Take us back. <laughs> journey with me. Um, so I was in a relationship. Uh, well, backstory, I've been, I was raised in church my entire life. So having the knowledge of, you know, no sex before marriage. And it was, it was a pretty religious church. So everything you did outside of the Bible, you were going to hell for. Mm. So the whole no sex before marriage, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't, you know, no tattoos, no ear piercings. To this day, I don't even have my ears pierced. Now I'm just scared, so. Um, but he's tatted. <laughs> I do, I have my chest done, I have a whole right arm sleeve. I'm still here. Um, <laughs> but raised in church, you know, I think that was the biggest thing was no sex before marriage. Um, I think that is one of the most dominant topics talked about in the church um, is sex and so my mom instilled that into my brain at like 12 years old she would literally tell me before I'm like go outside to play hide and go seek or tag or football keep your stuff in your pants no joke you go she, play hide and seek make sure your zippers up right. I don't want to see you out here <laughs> hide your stuff in your pants before somebody goes and seeks it what mom I'm literally playing outside Wait. with <laughs> But a part of that, too, though, was I have an older brother who never kept his stuff in his pants. Got it. So mm-hmm. that was a part of, like, the bigger picture. And right. I realized that at a, as I got older, like, oh. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my brother was a hoe. Um, <laughs> he, he was. And so I saw what changes he had to endure um, living that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a part of what my mom was trying to do was, I guess, put the fear of God and fear of sex in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up losing my virginity at 18 on my birthday due to peer pressure. And so, like, my friends, all my friends were hoes, too. And so, like, multiple sex partners, cheated on a girlfriend, the whole type. It's like, how do you end up with friends like that? But, I mean, mm-hmm. it just happens. Right. Um, but they were making fun of me, telling me I'm going to be the next 40-year-old virgin. 
because um, that right around that time is when that movie came uh-huh. out. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, 40 year old virgin part two, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, yes, you Probably are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a virgin. <laughs> and so uh, my 18th birthday, uh, ended up sleeping with uh, a, a, f- a friend who was like in the group because mm-hmm. she was, you know, um, pretty popular. I'll just use that term. Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> I think he wants to use another. I'm like, don't you say it. <laughs> so you know, she she was pretty experienced, and so um, they were like, "Oh, you gonna sleep with the homie or what?" And she was like, "I mean, if he wants to." And at that moment, I'm My like, God. "Dang, do I say no?" Because like the biggest part of me is like, "Bro, that's not your girlfriend. Y'all not dating. Y'all not yeah. even interested. There's no attraction. Like, what are you doing?" But I didn't want to be, you know, embarrassed. And mm-hmm. you turning it down? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that person. So, yeah. So uh, we slept together. And, um, yeah, the craziest part about that is afterwards I went home and cried. Wow. Yeah. Most guys would be like, you what? <laughs> but when you actually, when you think about what you have mm-hmm. as being a virgin, um, that's something you can't just take back. Like, oh, my mistake. Like, you know, I'm going to need that back. You know, right. you can't do that. It's, mm-hmm. it's literally something, one of the biggest things in life that you can never get back. Nope. No matter how good it was, no matter how quick it was, it's, you gone. Just, you, it's gone. And so um, when I tell you the, that was the strongest conviction I've ever felt. And I, I went home. And, like, I even, like, afterwards, I hung out with my friends still, and they were like, oh, dang, yeah, oh, snap, turn up. Oh, we got a drink to that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I went home early that night. I was like, yeah, I got to go. Mm. And then so went home, and I, I sat on my bed, and I was like, what the heck did I just do? And I literally cried myself to sleep. And so I told myself, like, I'm never doing that again. I'm, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to have sex. So I held it. Until I was about 22, 23, which was in my, my relationship. And, um, yeah, it was a long time, so I thought. And so in dating her, I told her off the rip, like, hey, I'm not having sex. Like, I just want to let you know I'm waiting until marriage. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. Like, you know, you're trying to do other stuff. And I was like, uh, I mean, yeah, 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 we can do other stuff. Like, you know, but just sex, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it happened, mm-hmm. and like so the other stuff <laughs> right, because right, it's it's I'm like I'm not quite sure what their other stuff is, but it leads to sex. yeah, it it'll lead to sex. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that, and so you know, and the craziest part was um, uh, after sleeping with her, she rolled over and looked me in my face and was like, "So I thought you weren't having sex." Damn. <laughs> when I tell you, my face sunk. Like I'm like. Oh shoot! I did say that, but I was like, "Oh, at this point, it's too late now." Okay. So, you know, it was just an ongoing thing, um, and just that door that opened with that. Um, she was like heavy into porn. Um, she believed in you know getting her ideas from there. Mm. Um, so it was a it was a thing. Like there'd be times where I like I moved out of my mom's house, moved into her mom's house, um, and it'd be like a thing. Like sometimes I'll come home from work and she's just watching porn i'm like wow so you just gonna yeah. leave it on like and she's like oh my god babe look and i'm like uh, what like this is like a secret thing like you just out and open with this mm-hmm. and you know oh we should try this and what do you think about that and i'm like what is going on? but i'm already into it i'm already in mm-hmm. you know in the relationship so i'm like I might as well you know so i'm watching it with her mm-hmm. 
And so just the introduction to that um, really tainted um, my view on sex. And I mean, I'm not gonna be like, you know, just lay on your back. But at the same time, she was like into like toys and mm -hmm. different, you know, whatever. And I'm like, this is weird to me. But the thing about, and this is this is why I try to teach people or and put it on people like, sex is not just something you do. Right. Because when they tell you like soul ties and mm -hmm. that stuff is real. Exactly. Like when you start feeling stuff you've never felt before, emotions, um, fears, dreams, aspirations, like stuff you end up pondering on, it literally, I would like sit there like, why am I thinking about that? Mm -hmm. Literally from her, like her, her ideas and everything she'd be talking about, I would start to feel that or I'd be thinking certain things that I shouldn't be. And I'm like, well, where did that, but it came from that. And so um, fast forward, or she was cheating on me like left and right every every chance she could she was cheating on me um i found out like at least two or three three times that she was so that put me in a state of depression um i ended up getting invited to church uh, from an old friend she came out of nowhere definitely by god um invited me to church went to church um but mind you the whole time i'm in this relationship i'm still going to church that's the crazy part. I'm mm -hmm. still going to church on Sundays, but I slowly stopped going mm -hmm. because I just felt, because my mom went to that church. She, my mom knew what was going on, um, but slowly stopped going to the church until I just stopped going. And then uh, ended up going to a completely different church where I knew nobody, and God met me there. And so um, I knew it was God um, at that point. Like, had no parents, no, no friends, no nobody. Um, and so that Sunday, I went home, and I was like, God, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I'm, I can't get out of this relationship by myself. Right. Like I've been sleeping with this girl for God knows how long, and you know, I, I can't do it unless you do it. And so, yeah, we got into an argument. I hung up on her, and she always said, "If you ever hang up on me, it's over." I'm like, all right. Like, <laughs> like watch. So, I, <laughs> what you gonna do? And so, hung up on her. Um, the next day, I called her, or uh, God told me this was your door. Like. First time I ever heard God so clear. And he said, this was your door. And so I was like, oh shoot. So I woke up the next morning. She worked uh, overnight at a, um, she was a nanny or a stay in nanny. And so um, that morning, literally woke up at like seven, eight o'clock in the morning and just start packing up my stuff. And um, I called her and I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's, you know, I, we just gonna have to break up. And yeah, we're just two different lifestyles. And literally she paused for like 30 seconds okay Dang. and i'm like wait no like, argue you ain't gonna fight for me right <laughs> <laughs> like no arguing no nothing no like back and forth like are you sure nothing she just said okay mm. and i'm like what oh this can't be real like mm -hmm. i literally put the phone away from my face and i'm like i'm still talking to her oh shoot and i just hung up and yeah never um yeah, never seen her since, and Jesus. um, and yeah, that was eleven years ago. Wow. And so during just during that whole experience, uh, and I was going hard for like two, like two and a half years, curving every woman like mm -hmm. that came my way, pretty, short, tall, skinny, thick, whatever. Like, I'm like, you're cute, but I'm celibate. Sorry, mm -hmm. you know. And so, but even in that that celibate journey, um, I had a lot of um. People that people told me I was gay. Um, people were telling me I'm lying. Um, you know, oh, I don't have to tell nobody. Oh, you you know, it'll be fine. Like, 
like I would tell a female like, hey, like, oh, you know, you cute, whatever. We talking. I'm like, oh, I'm celibate, and she'd be like, for real. All of a sudden, she sends me nudes, and I'm like, what did I just I tell you? Temptation. Like, and then I had the funniest one. This girl told me um, if we slept together, it'd be magical. I said, what? She's a witch. And so I'm like, magical. And I laugh because I'm like, this isn't Disneyland. Like, <laughs> how is it magical? Like, come on now. I'm not a virgin, but it, right. it's not magical. Trust me. <laughs> Man, that's um, crazy. I, and I think, too, though, like you, like, unfortunately, um, and that's something that I wanted to kind of like even like unpack a little bit more. It's just like that experience of like what other people are like you know had to say about you making that decision and especially like from like your male counterparts oh, you yeah. know um like how how did that like affect like your relationship like with men you know and even women too because like you said like you still get like that temptation right so like how did you kind of like fight through that of like i guess kind of like trying to prove yourself like no like this is you know like my decision is valid it's true yeah no with the uh, male friends, I had to slowly distance myself um, mm-hmm. because they still drank, went to the club. Um, but the what I what I appreciate about like my closest friends who are still like in the world, um, they respect my decision, and they'll tell me like, "Oh, we about to go to the club, but I'm gonna just let you know we doing X, Y, and Z after." So you know, you're more than welcome to, mm-hmm. you know. So and it's not a few, there's very few <laughs> that say that. So. Um, shout out to those real ones. Um, but I just had to change my circle. I just had to change, um, who I hung around, who I shared information with, you know, because some people, they, especially when they get drunk, they just start blabbing off. Right. Oh, my homeboy, uh, he's celibate. <laughs> and then people are like, what? You're celibate. What? Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not a foreign language. That's actually the real deal. And, you know, so sometimes it opens up a door to, uh, share the gospel, um, but then some people are just they don't they just don't care. So yeah. um, with that, um, definitely had to change my male friends. Um, so those who are like minded, um, some married men definitely had to uh, surround myself with a few married men um, because they they'll tell you you know like being single is hard. Like keep I, I encourage you to keep yourself until you married. You know mm-hmm. that that speech. Um, female friends though I it was fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was a, I had a good selection of, uh, women friends who supported it, mm-hmm. you know, um, who also made decisions that they slept with somebody who they didn't want to sleep with. And, you know, they wanted to know how is it, how is it possible for me to be celibate, you know? And so I, I honestly got more support from women than I did men, which mm-hmm. is the interesting part, but the men believe it or not, are coming out more these days being celibate or wanting to be celibate. But they're embarrassed because it's like in culture, in society, in the world, you don't really hear men being celibate. Right. Men were the dog, were the the one who who may be the one doing the pressure mm-hmm. or we coerce or convince the woman to have sex or, you know, whatever. And so <clears throat> having that uh, and me being a black man, I've even had people say that, you're you're a black man and you're not having sex. I'm like, what is that even supposed to mean? <laughs> but it's you like know, that stigma right? It's it's it. literally that stigma that we're just this, you know, we just can't, you know, control ourselves type right. of thing. Like we're just some type of animal out here. And so, um, just changing that narrative um, is is 
a battle in itself. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, I've had men come out, like they'll DM me and be like, hey bro, like, you know, your journey is super dope. I appreciate it. You know, I'm just struggling right now. And I'll be like, bro, if you're struggling, change, change what you're doing. Right. There's certain things that you're doing that you need to change. And it's tough for them because mm -hmm. sometimes that's their image. Mm -hmm. And it's like, dang, I gotta change, you know, club promoters, uh, personal trainers, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, my female clientele is predominantly women. And, you know, you know, women like to wear certain things to the, to the gym. And it's like, oh, shoot, like her booty all the way out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so and, and so that temptation is tough for them. So it's like, dang, like, do I really want to give up my career for this or change my career or, you know, and it's like. Unless you want to keep going through the cycle, you'll make the changes. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what helped me is that mindset to wake up and say, I'm going to be celibate another day. It's a daily thing for me. It's mm -hmm. not just, you know, oh, in six months, I just plan on being celibate and see where it goes. No, like it's a daily I'm making a decision mm -hmm. to not do these things, to not put myself in these certain situations, you know, and yeah, it's, it's tough, though. Yeah, I mean, I could, I'm like, I was gonna say I could imagine, but I'm like, but I'm there, so. <laughs> but, but I'll jump in. I think that it's a little different, though, for you, CJ, because, like, you've never, and, and I know this is getting a little personal, but you've never experienced sex. Like, so I think that it, it doesn't, it doesn't make it, <laughs> I don't mean it like that. It doesn't make it less hard, right. but what I'm saying is, like, when you experience sex and what it feels like, the 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 connection you feel with the person, the good things that you get, quote unquote, out mm -hmm. of sex, like I think it's even harder to just be like, you know what, nah, like I don't want to do that no more. Versus like never experiencing it, never knowing it, and just being cool with like, listen, I ain't never had it, so like I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I and I could be, I can be completely wrong, but I think that it would be tougher for me to like cut off sex and have had it than to net like if I never had sex I'd be like nigga you what like I ain't tripping off of you like you because there's no like even though I'm attracted to you I don't really know what I'm what I'm getting anyway yeah, whereas when you are experiencing sex you look at somebody you be like dang like I wonder you know what so it just seems like it'll be different to me. I could be wrong. I mean, I lost my virginity at a very young age. So I just I don't know. I, I could be wrong though. What do you what do you think about that? Um, <laughs> no, I, I if you guys seen the look that CJ just gave me, I literally she she threw me out of the window in her mind. Like I, I'm no. I'm dead. Like, I was like, oh shh. I think we just lost our friendship right no. now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No, I actually, um, I agree. I feel, um, now I'll be honest, like I, I have not been no angel over these past, you know, few years, especially with like my first like relationship. Um, but no, I definitely agree that I can't speak to that intercourse part, you know, um, but there have, but you know how it speaks about like just awakening love prematurely or just awakening, awakening lust, I True. should say, prematurely. Um, I've experienced that and what comes with it, but no, I personally, cause I, I mean, I've, you know, spoken with friends, um, who have had sex and then they decide to become abstinent and then they talk about like, that three month hump and I'm just like I don't know what y'all going through with that but you know trying to make sure that they don't engage in those desires and just that sensitivity is it's a lot more heightened so I personally you know like, like Kim said like I can't speak to that but I do commend you know the individuals who are making that decision to you know 
guard their body in a different way. Um, and, and so I, I really applaud you, Rashad, for that. And I also just wanted to kind of like touch on just the fact of like with your journey, you made the decision to be vocal. And so I remember back in the day you had the late night challenge um, <laughs> on Facebook and it was so popular and I My and I didn't God. really know like Rashad back then but I would you know see his post about the late night challenge and just like men chiming in and there would be some people who would you know try like oh man like that's doing too much yeah. but I thought that was so positive and that you really had like a strong backing behind the late night challenge and so can you just briefly just like touch on that and then um, also can you just share about what what made you make the decision to become more vocal about your abstinent journey? That's a very good question. It is. Um, <laughs> Girl, you did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the late night challenge, I I started that because I would start getting a lot of late night messages, and so it it I'm. It's just interesting that people don't care that you're a Christian or mm. practice any level of belief. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even to get messages at 10, 11, 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, um, asking to come over, wanting to have a Bible study, um, can you <laughs> pray for it? I'm, t- I'm <laughs> telling you. I, and, and, and I'm even, like, even mentioning that is part of the reason why I wanted to be so vocal about it mm-hmm. um, because um, it's, it's, it's just mind-blowing. But the Late Night Challenge was just an uh, open platform to help uh, be a voice for people. Um, because I even had people message me. They may not have responded in the actual post, but they will message me and be like, hey, I've been doing this late night challenge thing for about a month now, and you know, I'm, I'm going strong, I'm, I'm curving this guy, or I'm curving this female. It's, it's tough, but I'm putting into practice what you're saying, and I, I appreciate you so much for, <coughs> for doing it. And you know, so it, that's, hel- that's what helped me keep going um, I haven't done it in a while because I just started doing a whole bunch of other stuff. I, I think I probably need to bring that back. Run that back. Or, you know, write another book. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, as, as far as being, like, why I wanted to be vocal is because so much goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, being a Christian, being a male, being celibate, being whatever it is that you want to be, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes where the temptation and um, the people making fun of me and, you know, all that stuff – like people won't make fun of me like behind closed doors. Right. They'll pay it, they'll put it in the post, they'll comment, they'll chime in, they'll create sub posts about mm-hmm. you, you know, and that could make a person feel like, dang, like maybe I maybe I am the only one doing this or maybe, you know, it's not as serious as it as I'm making it. So me being vocal about it um pretty much being a voice to people who are embarrassed mm-hmm. or want to be celibate and don't know how or you know just uh, just being a voice, mm-hmm. you know, being encouragement, um, pushing people to keep going, uh, whatever that looks like. I, I just want people to understand that you don't have to be embarrassed about saying no or I'm good or stop or, you know, leave me alone or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, how you say no. I think um, help me being a voice and it it helps, too, because not to toot my own horn, but I have a good following. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm not just like, you know, this random guy with 300 followers trying to promote celibacy. No, like, dang, you have, you know, 10K on, on Instagram. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. like close to 5,000 on Facebook. Um, my TikTok just blew up. I have 42K on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so like that level of influence or 
popularity, whatever you want to call it, like that comes with a price. Yeah. That comes with people in my DMs or shooting their shot or whatever, trying to figure out if I'm down to hang out or whatever that looks like. And so it, it helps being a voice so people can say like, wow, if he can do that with that level of influence, maybe I can too, yeah. you know, and hopefully they'll speak out. So that's, that's a, a huge reason why I want to be a voice. And even for young, old, uh, it doesn't matter. Like I, I want my voice to be used and heard by all uh, age groups, demographics, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that is so good. And I loved, you know, like your response about just like not being embar- embarrassed to, you know, say no. Um, Kim, did you want to add something? Okay. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> y'all, like right now, we, we like we sharing mics at the moment, so I was just like, oh, what, what's going on? So, um, just real quick, my last question. Um, is just about dating um, mm. as a millennial and being abstinent. Uh, when do you feel it's like the right time to let somebody know that you're practicing abstinence? Immediately. <laughs> Facts. No, e- immediately. The moment you get past, the moment you start feeling feelings for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the person I'm dating right now, She, we were talking for about two weeks straight, and she told me like off the jump, she was like, what is this? What are we doing? And I was like, uh, 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 I mean, what? Uh, well, uh, you know, so I told her my intentions. And then after my intentions, I told her what I do. Like mm-hmm. I practice now based on my uh, my social media, because it, it's kind of geared that way. She kind of already knew. Um, but she she wanted to hear that from me and that it wasn't a front because, you know, people be fronting like, right. oh, yeah, I'm practicing. You know, but it's, behind closed doors, something listen, different. I mean, yeah, people people have said that to me like, are you really celibate or you just saying that to get females? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but, you know, um, but yeah, as far as like dating, um, it's immediate. I, w- I would strongly encourage like in the first week of conversation mm-hmm. um, to say that, oh, hey, by the way, I'm practicing celibacy. I've been celibate for X amount of days, months, years, whatever, um, because it it'll put that person in a category, mm-hmm. you know, because the moment they know, then when they start asking for pictures or wanting to send pictures or mm-hmm. uh, hanging out just y'all two, like, right. come on now. you, right. you mm-hmm. it'll, It should help you make that decision of, okay, yeah, you're not, I'm good. And, I, and I've had that happen to where, uh, and I've, I've had a, uh, a woman call me gay for that. You wow. know, oh, you know, uh, oh, you really are celibate? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you, sh- you I mean, if you're gay, you could just tell me. You don't have to say no. I'm like, what? Dang. Why do I got to be gay? Right. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's so stuff like that um, is just important. And I was able to put her in a category of I'm going to just cut you off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it, it, when it comes to dating, just having boundaries, um, having boundaries, sticking to your boundaries and just allowing people to respect your boundaries. The moment you have any level of disrespect is a red flag. Mm, any good. level. I don't care what it is. I don't care if. Y'all kissing, and all of a sudden they start trying to cop a feel. Um, always wanted to be alone, mm-hmm. um, wanting to know what you're wearing all the time. Like all of those are like small, subtle red flags. Because it's yes. like, you know, oh well, it's harmless. No, it's it's a buildup. Yes. Especially when it comes to sex, it's a buildup. Mm-hmm. So I I definitely I always encourage people to have have boundaries. Because there's been times I've almost slipped up. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not just saying I'm this. You know, I perfected being celibate. Absolutely not. You know, I, I've still dated. I've still come up very close, you know, where but it's like I, I feel that pit in my stomach mm-hmm. where I'm like, no, nah, you got to get up or right. you got to stop. 
and there's there was a time where I almost didn't want to stop, and then she was like, "Oh, but you're you're oh I'm sorry I'm so sorry," and I'm like, "Oh, thank you, Lord," because right. I did not know, <laughs> you know, and like literally that scripture that tells you that God will open a way or make a way of escape, mm-hmm. He will. Like First Corinthians ten thirteen, everybody. Real, oh my gosh, <laughs> but like really brief. Like there was a time where I was I just made a decision in my mind like I'm going to mess with this woman like, but I prayed. I don't know why, but I prayed. And I said, God, whatever you do, I want to do this, but I know I can't or I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. If you open a way of escape, I'll run. Mm-hmm. He locked me in the garage. Oh, come <laughs> on. In, in my undergarments. <laughs> like like an hour before I was supposed to leave, my mm-hmm. phone's upstairs. I, was, I text her. I was like, hey, I'm about to take a shower, and I'm on my way. I put my phone in the bathroom. And I was getting ready to grab the vacuum cleaner to vacuum. It was in the garage. Mm. And um, the door is one of those doors that it locks from the inside. Oh, got you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I know, I know that I know, I know that I had closed the door enough to where it rested on the, the yeah. you know. was like, <laughs> I mean, a mighty Russian wind. Um, and I know I did it. And so I went to grab the vacuum cleaner and I went to grab the door and it was locked. Mm. And I'm like, what the heck? Mind you, I had to meet up with her at two o'clock. I didn't get out of that garage until 5 p.m. Oh my gosh. But when I tell you, I, like I just laughed because I knew, Holy Spirit told me, remember what you prayed for? Mm-hmm. But like stuff like that, when you're serious about whatever it is that you're trying to do and you really put God in that, Yes. Like God will be like, remember what you said. You Absolutely. want to be celibate? I'll make sure you stay celibate. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, it's it's funny, but I I really really thank God that He has kept me. He literally has kept me these yes. eleven years because, yeah, it, it it's tough. It gets tough, and it will mm-hmm. it will get harder until I'm married. And just when yeah. you know that like marriage is on the horizon, mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I mean, we can. You know, we might we getting married anyway. Like, no, like don't until you say I do and walk yes, out that aisle. Exactly. Don't don't do it. You know, and so yeah, that's that's just my biggest thing of you know, uh, I have life lessons. Uh, I've gone through things. Um, still, then there's struggles. There will always be struggles mm-hmm. of every kind. But again, God can make a way if if you let Him. He's not gonna force it. But the moment you let Him. It, it'll happen it'll happen for you so yes so good thank you so much Rashad. i mean we could continue this conversation we may have to you know <laughs> do a part like, two <laughs> exactly i have like so many things going through my mind right now it's like crazy part two yeah this was so good exactly and so Rashad, before we wrap up please let the people know where they could find you you can find me at 909 North D Street, uh, All Nations San Bernardino. <laughs> um, you can um, you can find me mostly on uh, Instagram E5, the letter E, the number five, Man of God, no spaces, underscores. Uh, I should be the only one unless somebody made a fake page. Um, Twitter E5 Man of God, um, TikTok E5 Man of God. Um, what else I got? Facebook Rashad Schaefer. Um, Where can they get your merch? Oh, my website, e5themovement.com. You can get my book. You can download my book or you can get the hard copy. um, And you can also get my new sweater that just dropped um, and my T-shirts, Man of God, Woman of God. Um, Yeah, so that's where you can find me. And here he came empty-handed. 
Well, you guys, <laughs> I. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> this has been so much fun. <laughs> Uh, if if the people want to see or hear a part two, then I'll bring merch for you guys. Um, well, y'all know what to do. Spoken. You know what to do, guys. <laughs> well, you all, we thank you so much for joining us again. Um, Kim, where can the people find you? You can find me on Instagram at cam.s.scott, and you can find CJ at she is C Johnson, S-H-E-I-S-C-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Also, make sure to check out our website at twodopetobebroke.net. Also, check out twodopetonotvote.com. Make sure that you guys are getting those ballots in. It's yes. crunch time. We're winding down. Come on, y'all. Your voice matters. Also, shout out to our producer, the original Jay-Z, for all she has done. We thank you, girl. This music. Thank you, Michael. Mother Scooter Hudson. And until next time, you guys, stay, stay dope. dope.